Hello, this is Joe. Uh, I'm joined today by Jerry and Pete, and also by Charlotte. Our producer is here, uh, no longer hiding in the uh, back room. She's on as a co-host today. So this is Charlotte Pierce of Pierce Press, uh, Jerry Mikulski of the uh, Open Global Mind Project, and uh, Pete Mikulski of, uh, Pete Kaminsky of the Open Global Mind Project. So um, maybe the first question is, are you guys from the same neighborhood? Because uh, I know you would go way back. Um, are you from, do you know same each other from like? Same hmm? ancestral countries. So same ancestral country, yeah. And, and I've been doing some Ancestry.com work and I, there are a couple of Kaminsky's in my family tree someplace, but we haven't sort of melded minds on that. Okay. You're not from the same uh, like neighborhood growing up. When did you, when did you meet each other? I think it was about 25 years ago in um, in Woods Hole, Massachusetts. But that's uh, that's my uh, same story. I yeah, and I'm sticking to it. Hey Joe, do you want to do a little station identification? Right. Uh, okay. Station <laughs> identification. So uh, we are yeah getting to know uh, Pete and Jerry and Charlotte. Uh, so the this is the Pure Gaji um, podcast, Pure Gaji in Action podcast, episode number seven on the possibilities of an open global mind. Um, so usually these stick to about 30 minutes. Uh, a few questions for our panelists, uh, a bit of discussion if there's um, messages coming in, which I saw already some drifting in, so that's fun on the live stream. Yeah, um, um, Charles yeah. Blast is, is there from Zurich, yeah. I think. Yeah. Another, uh, yeah, clearly another stakeholder in open global mind. Um, but yeah, uh, as you see here, I put a and uh, Leo from France. So we got the um, oh, right. uh, European uh, countries in the house. So I put this um, time zone map on the cover because uh, it's global. That's rep representing the global. But um, maybe uh, would you both love to say a little bit about um, these other words, the open and the mind? What are these other words? What is open global mind? Um, maybe we should go. Jerry, then Pete, if you can say a few words about it, just to say, um, like haiku length versus what is open, what is open global mind to you? The elevator um, speech. Thanks, Joe. Uh, so uh, partly, it's clearly meant to talk about open-mindedness. Like, what does it take to be open-minded to other people, <clears throat> to other opinions, uh, things of that nature? And then a piece of it is about sort of the mind and how it works and, and how we represent things. And a big stimulus for this thing even existing is the fact that I've been using mind mapping software for a very long time, for uh, about as long as I've known Pete, I think. Uh, for 23 years, I've been using an, a particular application called the brain. And I'll be showing screen sharing my brain in a little bit, but um, I'm trying also to open up a connected global mind map of what we know, and it doesn't have to be this software. In fact, we would like to be able to blend different kinds of software so that we can express what we've seen, what we believe, what we hope will happen, all those kinds of things, and tell those stories together and create some sort of collective intelligence. Okay, uh, and uh, I think that was a slightly maybe more of a, of a, a sonnet than a, than a haiku, uh, but that, that's okay. There's a lot to say about it. How about you, How about you, Pete? Is this, uh, because I feel like I, I know that there's a matter of meetings as well. So like it's a matter of a community and people getting together online as well. So how, what is your experience of Open Global Mind? Maybe that's like another good way to describe it. Bring us there. Bring us there. Uh, that's that's a, it's a good question, Joe. And and one of the, the core parts of uh, Open Global Mind uh, is right now there on Thursday, we have Thursday 
morning, afternoon, evening calls, mm -hmm. um, depending on where you are in the globe. Um, uh, and I, I've described them as kind of a co-reverie. Um, Jerry has got a, a real gentle and effective way of kind of bringing people out and supporting them in conversation. And so it's a lively conversation about uh, lots of different topics uh, that are interesting to many of the people. And uh, a common experience is the whole call, during the whole call, um, uh, people are saying, oh, and that's a great idea, and that's a great idea, and that's a great idea. So they're all scribbling, uh, we're all scribbling furiously and chatting into uh, uh, our chat system so that we can capture some of it. Mm -hmm. um, it, it feels also like like church, kind of like um, like a Quaker meeting, maybe uh, something where it's what I've I, I've also called it dream energy. Um, it's uh, a, a, a recharging time for all of us to come together. So that's maybe like half of it, or maybe sometimes eighty percent of of OGM. But there's another part of it which is um, working on things together and separately, and figuring out how um, different sovereign individuals and maybe sovereign uh, small sovereign. Uh, organizations can federate together and cooperate and communicate and and work towards a, a better world. Uh, Charlotte flashed up a great uh, kind of these two visual metaphors, uh, which we had discussed before of uh, white blood cells and a mycelial uh, organism. In this case, it was below a given plant, but I guess you know that these plants communicate with each other through their um, root networks and the associated uh, fungus uh, that grows on the root networks. Um, so as I understand it, that that seem, that to me feels like, because I've come along to at least some of the meetings, that to me feels like a good metaphor, because it's not just the community as well. It's kind of a community of communities. Mm -hmm. and I, I think what Jerry was saying about the communities creating a global map. I mean, this is a lot to wrap our minds around, right? So even in this call, there's a lot to wrap our minds around. Um, Charlotte has been to one as, as a newcomer to the uh, thing. That's one of our patterns. So, um, Charlotte, what is what are some of the things you noticed as as a newcomer in in the uh, in the uh, Open Global Mind meeting that you went to? Yeah, there, there's a lot of. Uh, <laughs> I can just drop off. Um, there there was a lot of uh, respect for for people just talking that you don't get in a lot of situations where. You know, people would actually take turns and listen to each other. You know, sometimes you're in a, in a big group like that and everybody's just thinking about what they want to say next instead of actually kind of thinking. The other thing I loved was while I got on there or what I, ha I, I hadn't used the, um, what do you call it? The, um, the Mattermost. Mattermost uh, before. I mean, I think I'd, I'd heard of it, but... I managed to log on, get approved, get an account, and get back on <laughs> while they were still talking. There's some distraction, but um, I loved seeing, you know, like it's like Howard's course, you know, where we would all have these roles and, you know, we'd all be supporting each other um, to get the information uh, or the, you know, the discussion kind of uh, documented. Does that make sense? Great. So I, it's a, a little bit like uh, Howard's course every every week. Go for it. Go for it. Uh, uh, yeah, they have this great symbol yeah. as well. Pete's doing it. So but yeah, it's a way to prevent uh, interrupting each other. So sorry, go, yeah. go for it, Pete. What, what were you going to I, um, I I was going to say uh, that's both a high compliment. Um, uh, mm -hmm. We love Howard. And 
uh, and, and I think that's a reasonable way to, I, I've never thought of that before, but it's a good comparison. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, so, but there's, I think we see a kind of tension already in this, even in this call between tools and people, like tools are great, uh, but, and, and Charlie, if we could see the next, yeah, there we go. This is the largest brain map ever published. So I think we can see how this is, this is also this thing living as an app or something like is that. Is this so, Jerry's um, or, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Jerry can show it, but like, I think maybe Jerry, while you're bringing it up, if that's okay, uh, we can talk a little bit about this tension between tools and people, because I mean, we've got Mattermost, we've got StreamYard today, uh, Zoom. Uh, here's, here's Jerry looking at COVID as well from a, a screenshot from before. Um, but yeah, let's talk about there, the tension. Let's talk about that tension yeah. be before I screen share the brain. Cause once, be once I put the brain up, it's going to be really distracting. I know <laughs> yeah, that. For, yeah. I know that for a fact, yeah. um, but, but I'll actually show you something in my brain that, that will go to what I'm, what I'm saying. And, and OGM open global mind starts as a kind of a geeky project to replace or enhance or convince this proprietary brain software to become more open so that we can use it and other kinds of visualization tools to explain to each other what we believe, what we see, and to, to enter conversations where, you know, as you're saying, hey, I believe this, you can actually sort of see it. Think Tom Cruise in Minority Report, only maybe without the gloves and the hoodie hoo. Um, and, and yet, one of our sort of, one of our background beliefs is that um, emotion and membership trump logic most of the time. And so if I were to use mm -hmm. the best visualization tools and present the crispest, most irrefutable argument to you, but accepting my argument meant you would be ostracized by your community, you would very happily deny my reality and say, nope, you're wrong, you know, next. And, and we, we're seeing that happening sort of live in politics these days. Mm -hmm. so, so we care as much about presencing, vulnerability, bridge building across others, otherizing, all those kinds of things. Those are really interesting and important to us. And people who just facilitate groups without any technology, we love those people um, as much as we love sort of geekness and trying to figure mm -hmm. out how do we build sort of this, this mycelial network of what we know and how we know it. Yeah. We talked, we I... talked in, oh, go for it, please, Charlotte. Oh, yeah. uh, sorry. Uh, just one thing that occurred to me when I was there was that you know, I love geeking out and being really intellectual, di distilling out wonderful, you know, nuances at the edges of understanding. <laughs> but, you know, I couldn't imagine someone just from a regular person kind of coming in and saying, wow, I really want to be part of that. Or, you know, I want to contribute, you know, like, here's my experience, my life experience, you know, do you, is that something that you're looking for? Or, do you, is this just a different thing? And, and so, so I, th I think, mm -hmm. um, so we love communities and groups and initiatives that are mm -hmm. doing like six people for dinner and, uh, you know, long table lunch conversations in, in, in Italian cities or mm -hmm. uh, deliberative dialogue or other places where normal people get together and share their lives. And we want to lather, rinse, repeat on that. Like we want that to happen all over the world a lot. This particular conversation is a bit geekier, and it's about how do we instrument that? How do we remember that? How do we mm -hmm. foster more of that? How mm -hmm. do we how do we harvest from those conversations the best ideas and represent them? So, so the OGM conversation is a little more specialized than just coming in and, and unburdening yourself about about why you believe what you believe. Yeah. So we're a little bit more meta. Pete, I don't know what you want to add to that. Um, yeah. Hey, go ahead, Joe. 
I was going to just say a quick thing that we were talking about. Um, you're talking about visualizing it, you know, showing the arguments in the brain and what you see behind Charlotte on her Zoom background is, is a drawing, right? So it's a sketch. And I think that there's something very technical about the brain. Uh, it's a technical tool, one of one of several that, that are available. Um, and I wonder if, um, you know, the relationship between you could have someone in the conversations in the Zoom room, you know, live sketching, right? But it wouldn't have that um, ability, which you demonstrate often, and and, uh, and 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 maybe we can do it at some point. Of you know, here is uh, oh, here it is. Uh, uh, I just the, figured, uh, it feels like yeah, the right. Let, let's do it. Let's right do it. Let's do that. Let me. Okay, go you ready? Mode. Ready? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Everybody, buckle so, in. May, yeah. Okay. Buckle um, up. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. I'll I'll just do like a two minute. What the hell is this kind of kind of tour? And we're gonna we're gonna drop off, Joe. If that's okay, I'll just put it full screen. Yeah, great, cool. So this is a piece of software called the Brain. It's about twenty three years old. Uh, it's a tiny company in Los Angeles that I've known since their birth because I was on their first press tour. So I was a tech industry analyst back then. I'm not a coder. I know enough to write Hello World in about twenty different languages, and that's it. That's the end of my coding. Um, but I saw this tool and started using it and started feeding it. So the file that you're looking at, this is a weird thing, the file that, that I'm showing you right now is the same file that I started 23 years ago. I don't have a second brain file. I don't create multiple files in this tool. So for example, Purigaji sort of comes out of the work of Howard Rheingold, whom we've talked about a little bit here. I just clicked on Howard, and he rotates into the middle. So in the brain display, in this version of the display, there's always something, some thought, because it's called the brain in the middle. And then things connect to the active thought, either they go up, they go down, or they go left. And notice that there's no link on the right. And you can use these up, down, left, right kind of links any way you feel like. It's up to you. It, the brain doesn't tell you how. So for example, um, I have uh, Howard uh, married to Judy. Uh, he's an IFTF affiliate, and so are these other people. The IFTF is the Institute for the Future. and then. As we go through, anywhere you see a little icon here, that means that I've attached a link to the web to that thought. So if I were to click right now, it would launch my browser to that URL, wherever it might be. And then down here across the bottom, you'll see that everything I've been clicking on is scrolling off toward the left. So I can go back to Purigaji, for example, which we were just on. And then I can click on the Purigaji handbook, for example. Uh, and here's the Purigaji Handbook at what, you know, on GitHub. So that's actually a link to the GitHub site. Uh, Joe, here's you. Charlotte, here's you. But all of this is under um, uh, open content and a bunch of other things. And, and again, all the links you see here, I've been gardening, I've been curating for these 23 years. So, so this thing, uh, one more uh, really brief thing, just so you, uh, and this might cause brains to explode, but <laughs> um, types of pedagogy, so there's contemplative pedagogy, critical pedagogy, indigenous pedagogy, all alongside pedagogy. But then when I go to types of learning, you'll see this explodes. There's expeditionary learning, experience-based mm. learning, experiential learning, each of which, each of which click into, where did I learn about this? Oh, it's probably from the Kolb experiential learning model, which uh, goes to David Kolb, who was a, uh, was a case Western, and uh, invented learning style, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I'll, I'll, I'll stop sharing now, but um, in fact, I don't know how to stop sharing now because I'm not seeing the, the share window. Um, yeah, when I used the brain briefly, I mine yeah. just got completely um, tangled. You know, I don't know how, do you, do you find that you forget less stuff or? 
I find my memory, my 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 onboard memory in the brain classic, the wet one that I have on board, <laughs> it is is really enhanced by this brain. Mm. And I, I don't feel like I've offloaded brain functions that I will then lose that will be vestigial in my wet brain. I find that the act of putting things in my brain makes me remember them better. The act of finding them later and showing them to other people or looking at them myself refreshes mm. those neural pathways. So my unaided recall on a bunch of stuff is better because of this. And when I come into conversations and I have this secret weapon of something I've obsessively done for 23 years and other people don't, I'm like, oh, please, 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 could we get to a place where we each can draw on these resources? And I'm not saying that everybody should go out and create one of these things. I'm saying that if we had 1% of the human population building variants of this in other kinds of tools that were available that people could seize and share, it would change how we talk and how we remember stuff. And that memory part is hugely important. Like we're amnesic right now, which makes us very easy to spin by politicians, for example. So, um, I was gonna ask uh, Pete, if, if you could comment on, cause I, I know you have a area of expertise in wikis. How would you describe the difference between what we just saw and a wiki, is it different? Or is it in tension with a wiki? Or is it just another wiki that, that Jerry happens to access to this like weird 20 year old graphical interface that looks really cool actually? Um, what is it? What is it? What, did, what did we just see? It's a great question. And um, there's some interesting comparisons between the brain and, and wikis. Um, and I've been involved in wikis ever since I saw the brain and wanted to do something similar and decided that I wanted to have it in uh, open content, you know, rather than in a proprietary software. So literally the brain is what got me started on wikis and, and that's been a very fruitful uh, avenue for me. Um, the brain has a little bit of specific structure um, and uh, in, that, in that description, Jerry said, you can use these directions any way you want. Jerry has a very specific way that he has used them. So he's got a very nicely structured knowledge graph. Um, one of the things that's interesting about his brain is that um, if, if I compared it to a, a similar wiki, um, he's got page titles essentially, but he doesn't have page content. So as he's driving through each of those links and narrating what it's about, he fleshes in the content context and the content around it um, just from his wet brain. Um, so uh, so he's got a massive collection of, of links in the graph. Um, it's huge, huger than you know most wikis except maybe Wikipedia, maybe not. Um, wikis, uh, wikis have more depth or more ability to represent different kinds of things. So a wiki can look like a lot like a book or an instruction manual or um, uh, all about pedagogy. Uh, that's something that the brain doesn't do quite as well. Although mm -hmm. we have a good friend, Mark Trexler, who's got something called mm -hmm. Climate Web in the same software. It, it looks a lot more like a book or an encyclopedia. Um, they're they're <laughs> similar. Just so, to so jump that, in that, here for a second, yeah. um, we have a few yeah. comments, Joe, if you're oh, I don't know if drifting you're, in. Yeah, that's cool. Um, maybe, uh, Charlotte, we bring up some of the nice images because it would be nice to show some of these images of what it's yeah. like. To be, I mean, I, I realize it's a but I wanted to flip through. There's that. It like, looks like any Zoom call. But if we flip ahead a couple ones, um, there is the typical image. Uh, and then if we could go ahead a little bit more. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. This isn't specifically an OGM thing, but one could imagine that this is what that visual record looks like, right? So that there's a lot of recordings. And I know that OGM is keen to record these calls. And you mentioned before, we're recording things. 
mm -hmm. um, sort of there's a there's a posterity, but there's also the the sense that you can get a real time record out of it and stuff like that. So, but the, the thing I wanted to say is just real quick is like I can imagine I because it is imagining it all the people on these all these calls having all these tools, whether it's the same tool or a different tool, going and forming this wonderful kind of um, storytelling mechanism or or discussion mechanism. So is that is that where it's going? Please. So let me tie a couple things together if I remember the yes, stack. Please. And I'm, I'm sorry I can't yeah. participate on the chat from here, but I'm seeing the questions and they're awesome. And so Love Evolve is Charles Blass in Zurich. And he and Max Harper and a couple of other people have been mining our conversations and taking our transcripts. And basically, uh, Max, for instance, is a programmer in Miro. And he's busy. he, he took uh, one of our transcript sessions and then mapped visually, did a tracking of who was talking to whom and what that was like. It's totally different from what I showed you in the brain. Super interesting. Uh, and, and back to uh, sort of the question you posed to Pete, one of the interesting questions here is, what is the relationship between a wiki and a brain and a Miro and uh, Kumu and all these, you know, what, how do these things, and Rome, there's like a cult of Rome right now, and a lot of people love backlinky outlining tools. How do they talk <laughs> to each other? How do, we, how do we collaborate? Because each of these does different things really, really well, yeah, right? Um, that's been, a, on pedagogy. that's been one of the things that we've, it's caused yeah. a little tension because we get we get tracking on one tool, and then someone says, "Well, this is really great," and that makes and everyone's brain brain explode. Exactly. My brain I wanted, <laughs> I wanted to add one tiny little thing, which is yeah. metaphorically. I use a lot of nature metaphors to explain our, our process, mm -hmm. and metaphorically, we're a little bit like leaf cutter ants, which most people don't know can't eat leaves. Like, leaf, why are leaf cutter ants up there chopping down leaves and taking them into the nest? They're doing that because there's a, a bunch of uh, specialized ants from the same hive, which are in there chewing up the leaves, mm -hmm. putting that on a fungus, basically curating a fungus. The fungus metabolizes the leaf matter and oozes a nectar that everybody eats. So metaphorically, I think a lot of us will be little termites or ants chewing up different parts of what we see and then putting them into a common infrastructure mm -hmm. so that we can all feed society and civilization and culture off of this infrastructure, as opposed to each of these things being really uh, different and separate uh, and sort of siloed off and proprietary worse. So, so okay, so uh, I, I, have a, I have a proprietary worse is exactly where I was going to go, but I wonder if we could go then into the next um, image, Charlotte, because this is, this is I think, OGM um, is often doing this reflection. By the way, that's a picture by Pete, which I absolutely love. It's a mm -hmm. beautiful reflecting pool. Um, but on the right is another thing uh, that Pete installed it's a um, Mattermost chat software and I feel like o OGM and the community around it is always kind of reflecting on itself and thinking about how to take itself forward and, and that's great to have all these reflections but like I think it's it's if I feel as though there's kind of a um, what next and I think that the proprietary uh, not so keen um, this is this is uh this is I'm gonna pull up this comment from Leo we uh, yeah, we've heard of Rome research, but there's even uh, there's such a thing as um, Org Rome in Emacs. Some will have heard of that, um, which Leo's the co-maintainer, so he'll be happy I'm giving a shout out to that. <laughs> but I use it for a lot. There's, you know, and that that, that there's various other open source yeah. things besides that. So, yeah, um, you, and you know, so where the, the open is even the first word in in, in open global mind. So you guys were talking about Rome yesterday, right? Is that? I, yeah. Um, Somebody mentioned it. It's funny, Jerry, when you, you did that, it went the other way for me on my screen. And, and I did that knowing fully that we're <laughs> each in a different place in each other's displays yeah, yeah, yeah. and it won't really mean anything. But it, the gesture was, over to you, Pete. Um, I'll move it. 
uh, <laughs> let's see. Um, that, so interestingly enough, we, we, we bumped into something um, just not that long ago, but we've been talking about how all these tools fit together, how all this data fits together. Uh, we're working with um, uh, the brain, both Jerry's brain and Mark's uh, climate web on getting the information out. And now what do we do with it? So what we've come to um, is an initiative I've got started uh, just a few weeks ago called, I, I call it Massive Wiki. Um, it's got a funny spelling, um, M-A-S-V-F, uh, Massive. Um, it stands for Markdown Shared Version Files. What, what I kind of realized, and, and uh, Jerry's been a great um, uh, co-explorer into this, and we're just at the very beginning of it, um, but um, we've got a few other folks, Charles and, and, um, and especially Bill, have been great co-explorers with us. We're exploring what if we don't concentrate on the tools so much, but rather the, the, mm -hmm. the information. Mm -hmm. So and especially if we make the information interoperable, um, if we start using um, Markdown, which is a very you know basic kind of lingua franca, it's not very complex, um, and make sure that uh, we can share those Markdown files and that we can version them, um, then it's not so much anymore that Jerry has a the brain or that Pete has mm -hmm. a stroll or that Joe has an or orgrome. If we can kind of meet in the middle and share all of that um, in simple files, then we get this interoperability explosion and the ability to federate information around with each other. So there's a fair amount of technical heavy lift in adapting the tools of software development. <laughs> it's actually uh, software development that we're kind of inspired by um, and Git uh, and centralized Git um, hubs like GitHub or GitLab. Um, but if we can kind of unlock that uh, and unlock the ability for people to collaborate with information and knowledge in text and work out the kind of the social protocols of using different tools that speak the same language um, and get as an interoperation synchronization syndication protocol where can we get to so okay. we're super excited about this um, uh, and this is the most active thing for me right now and uh, and a number of the other uh, geeks um, in OGM are, are on the hunt here. Um, I, I, it makes I a lot of sense. Quick. It's, yeah. it's a, a little bit like we're, the, the thing that we're going for, the vision that we're going for is is very similar to Ward Cunningham's FedWiki, um, where he's got the idea that, you know, what you really want to do is not have a closed wiki, but you want to have a wiki that federates with a bunch of other people. Um, so that part is very similar. Um, I think what we're going for is a little bit more, for lack of a better kind of way to think about it, lowest com common denominator. Where can we kind of meet in the middle and kind of make a mess, um, and but also make a mess together, hopefully, and grow signal out of that. Mm -hmm. So, so uh, I, would, I would say that just to quickly connect that with this image, this is an image from um, Howard. And if you read the fine print, which is impossible to read here, he's projecting a future, uh, 20 years in the future for, from the time of writing, when, in which there would be sort of a drug for everything. And I, I don't think that's quite come to pass, uh, but maybe sort of. But what's really come to pass, I think, is that there's like a, a cyber drug for everything. There's a cyber kind of online community for everything. And these things kind of are 
you know, they are very much kind of a psychedelic experience, I think, getting into these different different groups and different calls. So, but I think another thing Howard might say, were he here on the call, he might say, we've got to worry um, not just about the tools, but about the protocols. And that's a good way to move this towards closing. Because one of the things we like to do at the end of each podcast is something we call a uh, project action review. Um, we consider everyone who's on these podcasts as a contributor to the Piragaji um, project. And one way we formalize that is by doing these kinds of reviews. So it's, it's a variant of the after action review. One could even imagine a kind of wiki shared uh, amongst different projects, which mm -hmm. are reviewing their progress through this reflective thing. And that would be much less like we were talking about the difference between titles and, and content. That would be a much lighter thing than all the whole transcript of the whole thing, but sharing a review and sharing a sense of, of where we're going and the problems we're running into like they do in uh, Scrum Agile method. So anyway, there's up on the screen, meet.jit.c slash puragaji. Um, uh, you can also follow up on uh, jerrysbrain.com, openglobalmind.org, com? Com. Com, openglobalmind.com. Yep. Um, and um, puragaji.org. Um, and yeah, if you're if you're here on the live chat, I hope we'll see you in the meet.jit.c slash puragaji in a minute. Um, but yeah, I, as, as I'm sorry. I just yeah. just as usual, we just scratched the surface. So I hope that we can make this a series, you know, so maybe every three or four months we can have you guys back to talk about where it's going and you know, kind of reflect back on what we talked about today and in the future. Yeah. Lots, lots to talk would, about. Would be lovely. And we yeah. hope to have a bunch of progress in a couple of months because we're yeah. sort of on the move. So things are That's good. That's awesome. Well, thank you for having me and Lisa on yesterday. And and thank you, Joe, for hosting. And uh, we're going to wrap it up, but we'll see everybody on the PAR, the PAR, as we call it, uh, on Jitsi slash Piragaji. Great. See you all. Thank you. Thank you. Right. Bye. Let's, uh, I'm going to.